0: Our guest today, you know him, you love him. It's my coach, Nick Shelton. Nick, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Got up, hit a little bit of workout today, hit some chest, tried to do some jump rope, didn't work out for me. But um, What time did you get up this morning? Do you get up at 4.30 I, like every single day?
1: Uh Not every single day, but I tried to, but yeah, yeah I got up at 4 today.
0: Awesome. At 4 o'clock. Four You're beating Jocko out of bed. <laughs> that is kind of crazy. Do you go to bed at 8?
1: Uh, I try to be in bed by 8.30 at 830. the latest, but uh, last night, I think it was about 9, 9.15. That's, That's pretty cool. late.
0: Yeah. I don't know how you wake up, And what do you do first thing? In, I know this isn't the point of the podcast, and so we'll get off of it quick, but what do you do first thing in the morning?
1: Honestly, the first thing I want to do is still lay in bed and go back to sleep. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it's no different than what everybody else feels, but yeah, um, the actually, the first thing that I do is visualize for about five minutes. I try to... Call my mind and think about, okay, why am I waking up early? Yeah. Remind myself of my goal. And it it's almost like this instant rush of motivation.
0: Do you do that with a snooze button on? Because I would fall straight to sleep. I, like. have, <laughs> I have hit the snooze button like that. And, you know, in the middle
1: of, you know, trying to visualize that early in the morning, I have fallen asleep before. And yeah that snooze will wake me right up so really
0: i think my when i really have to wake up early like early early my first task is to crawl into the cold shower and just try to make it there without falling back asleep so that will wake you right up yeah props to you man props to you but uh nick why don't you go ahead and restate for the audience what is your purpose yeah my purpose is to lead others toward realizing their potential That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so today I've got you on for a pretty specific reason. We've kind of narrowed down why you're here today. I want to talk about visualization. I had that episode that I put out last week about how I won the lottery, which was a little bit of a clickbait title, but hey, it got people to listen. So no, um, how we've all kind of won the lottery and how you know, when the lottery gets really big, I don't know if it's in your circles, but in mine, when the lottery gets really big, uh, people start to say, well, what would you do with that money? Like, what, what would your life be like with that money? And for me, I was like, we put a lot of time into that. I mean, it was, it was the longest I've ever visualized. You know what I mean? Cause I'm sitting here thinking about it and everybody else is too. And I was like, this is literally just visualization. And these people could have most of, if not all of these things, you know, if they would, Put the work in and and spend the time planning, and so that's what I wanted to get you in here for is to give give our listeners a little bit more um, finite tactile solutions on how to visualize because especially when i was going through phase one i would tell people i would always save it for the last and i would be like and and like hate to explain it because i know people aren't going to get it especially if they're not in the self-help space i would be like yeah and i got to visualize for 10 minutes a day and then they'll be like what you know so i want to explain that to people and you're a guy that knows that has been doing it for a long time and you're really passionate about it so i think we'd like to discuss that so totally
1: yeah um, and um you're talking about phase one of of uh, live hard, right? Yeah, yeah. Phase one of live oh, yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the ten minutes of visualization that can trip yeah. some people up because it is it is a little confusing if you if you're not if you've never done it before yep. or um, you know there's not a lot of straightforward literature out there that just says this is
0: how you do it. Yes, sir. Well, before that, um, we must give the people their rapid fire. Okay. They demand the rapid fire, um, and we're gonna make it rapid this time. What is your favorite cardio? Running, running, running. Why is that? Why is it running?
1: I like running because you can vary. That's a good question, because you can vary the speed so much. You can sprint. You can jog. And for me, it's one of those things that depending on how I feel that day, you know, if I'm feeling really good, I'll do some sprints and. I'll just leave feeling great. But it's also one of those things that if you're not feeling so hot that day, you can go on a longer run and uh, that may change your mood. Uh, yeah. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. that I, I do kind of like that. Um, I think because of where I'm at in my journey, running seems like really hard. It's, it's my favorite to try to master. But when I hear like, super light athletic people, they say running. I'm like, God bless you, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, you go after that. But it's one that I'm trying to get into, and so totally respect that. I think your wife actually said the same thing. Yeah, Because I asked her that question in the gym the other day. She was like running all day long, so that's cool. For sure. Uh, Do y'all run together ever? No, very (laughs) rarely. If we're running the dogs, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, I said these would be rapid. What's your favorite season of the year? Winter. Winter? I love the cold. I love the cold, I love the snow let's let's clarify are you talking colorado winter or amarillo winter oh colorado winter okay (laughs) amarillo winter is rough yeah yeah Yeah, not the same okay (laughs) snowy colorado winter yeah just to clarify mountain winter that's it not panhandle of texas winter (laughs) panhandle of texas fall maybe um so i've got a, a a pretty good one that may make you think would you rather not work out for a month okay do you, you can't get your heart rate up for a month, no long walks, not work out for a month, or only eat fried food and pizza for two weeks. So you can't eat anything nutritious. Those apples, they're going to rot in your fridge for two weeks. So you, But you can go and you can burn 800 calories for this two weeks. So not work out for a month, or only eat fried food and pizza for two weeks. Oh, I'd have to pick the answer most
1: people probably wouldn't pick, and that's not work out for a month because... And the way that I feel after I eat fried foods repetitively, yeah, horrible, horrible. So uh, I would, I would definitely, if I wasn't working out, I would just eat a little bit cleaner and at least I wouldn't feel as bad
0: yeah that makes sense i i kind of when i was writing this question i was like i, I didn't even know if i could find an answer because the correct answer is not work out for a month yeah yeah because you're not going to go backwards like kind of like chase says i'll never put it in reverse i'll only put it in neutral mm-hmm. um but yeah that that is a really hard question so uh let's go ahead and get into it man I, i've kind of got a little roadmap here uh visualization i want to know what visualization is i want to know why you should do it how you should do it, and then we may wrap this up in the how version, but when you should do it. So like time of day, um, daily, things like that. So let's start with what is visualization? So to define visualization, it's essentially just
1: creating a vision in your mind of what you want to happen, what you want your life to look like. And that can be accomplishing a goal in the form of like a physical, you know, a, a body weight or something like that, or financially, or maybe it's in your relationships. It's really
0: you control the vision in your mind yes sir okay so is visualization can it be done in any sort of time period so for me from the outside looking in visualization is more it's almost like a regiment is that is that kind of true um and i had a buddy that asked me what is the difference between visualization and speaking it into existence um, can you kind of clarify that and, and hone down on what visualization is compared to just speaking out your goals and, and having goals? Yeah. So to answer your
1: first question, visualization, as far as length goes, yeah. it can vary the, okay. the newer you are at it, it's going to be very hard to stay focused longer. So okay. I usually tell people if you can do it for five minutes starting out, that's perfect. Okay. I like to get into longer sessions, thirty to forty-five minutes, when I am totally isolated and I I have that time to really think and be in the moment. Okay, um, but you know it varies. Yes, sir. And then
0: your second question of. What exactly was your second question? So uh, the difference between visualization... So speaking it into existence is kind of a, a little bit of a meme. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, right. Like when I'll do something, I'll be like, yeah, I spoke it into existence. Typically, it's something funny. Like, Or I got my Powerball tickets and I'm like, I'm speaking it into existence. I won. And I had a buddy ask me, what's the difference between visualization and speaking it into existence? Right, right, right. Yeah, so
1: think of speaking it into existence as the equivalent of just talking about your goal. Okay. Yeah, you, by speaking it, you put it into the universe and, you know, in theory, that is likely to attract that type of opportunity to come into your life. But without visualization, you're not putting in the reps. You're not putting in the work behind the scenes that's actually gonna make that come to fruition. Okay. So, they go hand in hand. You wanna do both, but when I try to explain this to people, visualization comes first Mm -hmm. and you'll naturally speak things into existence just because it changes the way you think and it changes your self-image and the conversations you have with other people.
0: Okay. What is the difference between visualization and daydreaming?
1: So I like to think of visualization as it has a purpose,
0: whereas daydreaming is more of just wandering. Okay. What is the, so we've kind of answered the purpose for visualization is to I guess is it to fully mentally realize your goals um i guess give me the purpose of visualization a little bit a little bit more clear yeah so we'll
1: just take a theoretical goal say say you have a goal to you know
0: deadlift 405 pounds deadlift
1: 405 pounds yeah okay there's a lot of things that go into making that a reality a the work without question none of this works without the actual work. So you've got to go train and you've got to be consistent with your training and you've got to lay out a plan. So depending on how far off you are of deadlifting 400 pounds, that may take a different amount of time for some people. Okay. So you've got the work. The second part is visualization. As you're putting in the work, you're going to be building confidence because you're going to be getting stronger and you want to recreate that feeling of success through visualization so when you use visualization you think of these times that you know you've had great success in the weight room and then Mm -hmm. you apply that to you actually lifting 400 pounds
0: so it's a it's an entire process Okay. So when you, I like that you said, you think of times that you've had success and then you apply that to when you're lifting 405 pounds, this is going to be in, in your head. When you visualize yourself lifting 405 pounds off the ground, you're going to call back to that moment that you hit your last PR of three fifteen, And you're going to remember what that felt like. You're going to remember the knurling on the bar, all the details, but it's going to be with 405 pounds in the bar in your brain. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And
1: you know, this, this is a good, this is a good point that you bring up because maybe the goal that you're trying to accomplish, you haven't actually done before. So right. maybe it's you keep it in the fitness world. Maybe you want to be a world champion bodybuilder. Well, if you've never won a world championship, then you don't know what that feels like. Right. So you have to put yourself mentally in that space of what does a world champion feel like? And you have to, you know, you have to really go there mm-hmm. when you're, visualizing and that's what I talk that's what I'm talking about associating a feeling with
0: it yes so what um i say this it, could you say that visualization is a form of meditation um Correct. the way I kind of said it to to one of my buddies was that visualization is an intense form of meditation on your goals using your imagination um, that, that was, that was kind of the way I put it. Would you say that that's kind of correct? Yeah, I think that's a great way to explain it. Okay. Um, so let's get into why you, we're touching on it. We're kind of touching on it still, but why do you visualize? What actual advantage does it give you? And and why would somebody take the time out of their day to visualize their goals? Well, when I think of visualization, I think of it
1: as a component of your entire mental game so you know you hear things like uh, resiliency okay which is a quality of mental toughness Uh, but aside from that you've got to be strategic and visualization contributes to that strategic thinking as far as laying out a goal and trying to accomplish that goal okay so that for me that's the point of visualization is to fully encompass that the mental game the mental game do you think it keeps you focused on those goals if you do it daily Oh totally you know the
0: more often that you can do this the the more your goal is top of mind Okay, yeah, and I think that's what it really did for me as far as why I do the visualization is that it keeps me hyper focused on my goals. You know, um, I haven't pulled my bow out in a little bit, and I'm still visualizing daily, and I'm still very, very focused on the goals that I have with bow hunting. Um, say I skip a day working out, which you know I don't skip any days, no days, no days skipped, um, no days off. But uh, <laughs> say I skip a day in the gym, and I, I but I still visualize my 405 pound deadlift. It keeps me very focused on my goals and it doesn't let it slip, you know, two weeks, three weeks out. Um, I, that's one huge purpose it served for me. Um, so give me kind of like the top. I know you said encompassing the whole mental game. Give me some of like the top direct benefits that visualization has had for you, not only on the achievement of your lifelong goals, but in like the weekly, like what weekly benefits do you get out of visualization?
1: Yeah. So really, I'll just give you the main benefit that I get from it and you've heard this term called flow state yes and this concept is where things in life become effortless because it's almost as if you're on this entirely new frequency where things just naturally happen in your favor Mm -hmm. and the only way that you can get to that point is by being very present and reinforcing with your mind you know, how things should go in your life or how you'd like them to go. Now, obviously things happen, you know, that sometimes you don't want to happen, but the more that you can visualize you overcoming a scenario or you achieving a particular thing, it almost builds in this, it buffers the correct word, where if things go wrong, you naturally react favorably because you have prepared yourself to see an obstacle, Come okay. to your path and to
0: perform the way that you want to. Okay. I think that makes sense. Um, let's see. So visualization, how do you specifically visualize? Say you're about to go into a visualization session. Oh, the other thing is, is it possible to effectively visualize while you're doing other things? And this is kind of where it wraps into how, but that was a specific question I had in my head is say you're on a run. Can you visualize on a run? Can you fully visualize in a cold shower or this being meditation? Do you really need to get your mind clear, sit down with, with no distractions? Um, how, how do you, how do you kind of do that? That's a great question. So is it daydreaming if you still have distractions
1: let me put it that way uh, that's a good point so there are different types of visualization and what you're mentioning are like different types so okay. the meditative type of visualization that's that's my preference uh, primarily okay but when you when you're training or when you're running or if you're in a cold shower you can still visualize and just replay the images in your mind Mm -hmm. just keep in mind that when you when you don't have total focus on visualizing it's much harder to
0: create all of the characteristics of the vision okay that makes makes sense sense. yeah um yeah that makes sense and I, i tried to kind of tell somebody uh when they said, what is it like when you're visualizing? I said, it's like a, a really impactful, vivid memory presented in the future. That was kind of what I had said. And I, and I told him, I said, you can get flashes of that while you're running or something like that. But in order to get a full impact, you have to really lock down and, and say, let's say you're going to remember last Christmas, you know, maybe it was the last Christmas with your grandmother or something. And you decide that you want to remember that. Well, it's going to be a whole lot easier to sit down and remember that and let all those memories come back to you, um, and, and be completely undistracted and all you're doing with visualization is you're projecting that into the future and that it kind of helped them click for that. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that's kind of, that's kind of how I described of why it's, it's, good to not have distractions because you know people when they're trying to remember where they left something or what they did last week they have to stop what they're doing yeah you know you can't sit there and type and then try to remember everything you had for dinner last week if you're trying to like log your food or whatever Mm -hmm. you have to stop what you're doing sit there and think about it and so that's kind of what i tried to help somebody else with about hey can we visualize distracted yes but no um (laughs) what's kind of the way i put it it's hard to multitask and be present at the same
1: time if yeah. I'm not even sure it is possible.
0: So give me, you, you've said that a couple times and I'm a little unsure on it, uh, but I know some of my audience might be, what does being present mean to you? We hear that thrown around a lot. What What does it actually mean? Yeah, uh, it's basically,
1: it's such a black and white statement, but it's it's being in the moment as much as you possibly can. Okay. So that means if, if you're trying to be present at this moment, just... Stop all your thinking and just focus on your breathing. Okay. Focus on the inhale and exhale exactly what you're doing right now. And then just after you, after you get comfortable with your breathing and that's under control. And then just try not to think. Try okay. to just
0: let your mind be. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. It's kind of, it's very hard to conceptualize. Why would, why would somebody focus on being present? I guess before, before we get into the, I think visualization helps you be more present, but I think it's important to get this groundwork laid. Why would somebody want to be more present? Yeah. So the biggest benefit of
1: being more present is more clarity, more clarity of mind, because if you think about how we are as humans throughout the day, especially now, there are so many distractions. And that's in the form of advertising. That's in the form of social media, whatever. There's something always pulling at your attention. The thing that most of us do not do is decompress and let the mind recover. Just sit there and let the mind not have any external stimulus coming in and just focusing on just being in the moment.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's kind of hard to... I know exactly what you're saying. It's just, it's kind of hard to describe. You know what I mean? Very. Um, Yeah, and I I do think it is key. And especially, like, even if you want to know what really being present is like, go hop on an assault bike and try to do 100 calories on it. Um, that's, yeah, that's yeah. where I become most present. If you really, I don't give a fuck what happened last week or, you know, 30 seconds ago or 30 seconds from now. All I care about is moving my legs. You know what I mean? So if, if, if you really, and the, the important part is to, as intense as that is when you're on calorie 60 of an assault bike, you know, just hitting that assault bike hard, when you're on calorie 60, as intense as that is, I, I think the point of, visualization of being present is to make all aspects of your life that intense because that's where you see results um would you would you kind of agree with that uh i would
1: i would say that that is mostly accurate okay. uh that i would say that intensity of focus not necessarily that exerting yeah but with that same level of focus right that yeah that is how um that's how you can be more present because the the more stress you under the, the more stress you're under, you can easily get present because you have to take care of the task at hand.
0: Yeah, I guess that's that's kind of what I meant is that, you know, let's say how do I put it? If I'm at dinner with my wife, I want to be present. I want to be present in the moment. <laughs> um, I always try to think back to like, and the reason I brought up the assault bike is because it's literally impossible for me to think about you know, my job possibilities in the future because I'm just focused on getting that number to 100. Uh, yeah. And so when I'm sitting down with my wife, I'm like, okay, I need to bring this intense focus that I ha- I guess it's, it's practice for that intense focus. Mm-hmm. Let me put it that way. Absolutely. If, if you're looking back on past experiences, at least for me and want to say, where have I had this intense focus before? Um, that's where I find it is in like a deep a deep, dark workout. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, where I'm, I'm really just struggling and in the moment. And then I try to apply that to other areas of my life. Um, just because I, I see what I can achieve when I, when I have that intense focus. And so in my relationship, in my visualization, in my reading, um, I try to take that into other areas. Is that absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think, I think we're on the same page there. Yeah. Um, just blocking out everything else. And, and, you know, part of that is like the hormones or whatever, just rushing into your brain and it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's not possible, but being able to exercise that in other areas. So let's get back to visualization. Um, visualization helps us be present because it forces, that's, that's kind of, hold on. I feel like we've walked ourselves into a paradox because we're, we're thinking about the future. If we're thinking about the future in visualization, how does it help us be present?
1: Well, so that's why I'm talking about meditative visualization. So okay. if I'll explain this when we get to the point of how to actually visualize, Okay, but yeah. If you're trying to better your life in some form or another, Mm -hmm. it's going to happen in the future. Right. Obviously, if you're doing it right now, you wouldn't have the goal. So you do have to be (laughs) forward looking, right? You know, it in, in some regard, but in order to have complete focus on the process to become someone or something in the future, then you have to be present in the moment and focus on
0: the visualization Okay. Well, and it's kind of like you can't, if you don't know where you're going, you have no idea where you are, Exactly. I guess. That That's kind of, that sounds like a platitude that means nothing. No, <laughs> if, if, if you don't know, like it, you, you see it all the time with, you know, people that you work with or whatever, they have no idea where they're going. And so it's impossible for them to be present because they're always just, they're scattered, you know, just handling living paycheck by paycheck or handling... Whatever kind of scenario walks into their life next instead of actually having a plan and staying on that plan. So I think that is kind of how visualization helps you be present is because it gives you a path forward and helps you decide, Hey, in this present moment, what is my next step? Is that fair? 100%. The person that's living paycheck to paycheck needs to
1: slow down and see, be present and see exactly what is going on that is causing this situation. Yep. Once you get the facts, then you can put together a vision to manifest on and start to put those pieces in place and follow the process.
0: Right. Yeah. And I I think I don't think you can have one without the other, Um, because if you don't know, like I said, if you don't know where you're going, then it's impossible to put a plan together. You know what I mean? And a lot of people live like that. And it it really kind of sucks. And you can tell they're not present because, you know, you ask them like, hey, what are you doing the next few days? And they have no clue. You know what I mean? They right. and I fall into that sometimes, you know. But it's typically because we got more open space. But there are truly people that you ask them, like, "Hey, man, what what are you doing for?" This weekend, and they're like, I, I don't know, you know what I mean? House is a mess. This kids are moving around and all that, and it's because they're not present. And I think that's because they don't actually have a plan as far as where they're going. They're just kind of you hear this a lot: the YOLO or the live in the moment. Or I'm just I hate I know I don't know if you've used this term, but I'm I become I'm really starting to hate it when people say I'm living my best life. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like people have hijacked that into I'm going to live without a plan and just do whatever I want, and you know not be present or. You know, not have intent with their life. Yeah, not have intent. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you felt that at all? Uh, I to be quite honest, I've never
1: really looked into it that much. Really, um, But I, I could actually see oh, what you're saying there. It's it's such an easy response to say to people when they're yeah. when they ask you, how are you doing? Yeah, it's. It just seems like it rolls off the tongue yeah. very easily. So,
0: well, in social media influencers ruin absolutely everything. Yeah. I mean, once once they get on once they get on the visualization train, it's just going to be ruined. It's nobody's going to be able to use the word anymore. <laughs> but I think that's what kind of happened with living my best life is. And they claim that they're present, but they're really not. They claim that they're present, but they're just reactionary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, "Oh, you know, I'm just present, living my best life, and taking life as it comes." Well, that's being reactionary. I don't think that's being present. Being present is understanding your full circumstances in the moment and then um, living life with intent to be present. But a lot of people say, oh, I'm I'm just living, you know, and they think that's what being present means is not focused on the future, not focused on the past. Um, and they're living reactionary.
1: Well, a lot of that is based on their mental programming and their habits. So, I mean, you can be present, but if you have negative mental programming and negative habits, Mm -hmm. you are naturally going to be reactionary unless you change those. Yeah. So maybe their intent is good, but there's a lot more to it than just saying, oh, I'm being present. Yeah. You actually have to, you know, raise some of these mental blocks that you have or these bad
0: habits. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's move in on to, sorry, let's move on to how, how do you visualize? Give me the Nick Shelton patented copyrighted (laughs) trademark visualization routine. This is what Nick Shelton does. And I, I may have bastardized it. I don't know if you got, I know you're super, super busy, so I don't know if you listened to the episode uh, last week, but I talked about um, what you had kind of taught me about the movie theater and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's go into your process of visualization. Let's get into first, First, the physical aspect of it, like what you're actually doing to set up to visualize. And then let's get into the mental aspect. So Nick Shelton sits down, real Nick Shelton sits down, you know, sits down, gets ready to visualize. And then Nick Shelton, mental image, what mm-hmm.
1: does he do? Yeah, so I'll kind of walk you through a short tutorial. So in case anybody wants to do this while they're listening, right. they can do it. Um, but the first thing that I do is I find a comfortable place to lay down. Some people like to sit down. But i found that when I lay down, I'm able to relax a lot more. So the first thing I do is get into a meditative state. I start to meditate. And so I'll lay down and I'll start to take some deep breaths. Um, You know, it can be anywhere from a minute to a few minutes. But once I feel like my breathing is under control, I'm taking nice, slow inhale and exhale. Then I'll start to relax every muscle from my head down to my toe. And this is partly practicing visualization. So you know you can just put your mind in the muscle as it's relaxing. So I'm talking, you know, relaxing your your head and then working to your traps and your shoulders and so on all the way down to your toes. So again, there's no time frame on this. So once you reach that point of feeling completely and totally relaxed, your breathing's under control. At this point, I want you to just stop thinking about your breathing and just try to be in that moment. A lot of people will Focus on this light right in between the middle of their eyes while their eyes are closed. Like just imagining this, you know, white light and that can help you kind of focus in on just one point rather than thinking about other things. So once you get to that point and you're in this completely relaxed state, then we start to implement some visualization. So. You want to think about what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Now, the way visualization has always worked for me is to focus on one thing. So, my main goal, it's very hard to you know have multiple large goals because you're you get spread thin. So, if you can focus on your, you know, your the biggest need in your life, the biggest desire to change, whatever it is, start to paint a picture of that. So I gave you the idea of imagine yourself on a movie screen you're you're actually sitting in the movie theater and you see yourself on the movie screen living out this vision now i think i think this concept actually came from a book called psycho cybernetics uh it's been a long time since i read that um, so i may be wrong on that but anyway you can imagine yourself in the movie theater the other way you can do it is you know making that movie theater concept out of it and just imagine watching yourself on a screen okay yeah and the way that visualization works is because your mind has a hard time differing between something that has actually happened and a very vivid dream so when i talk about very vivid dream i'm talking about implementing five senses so see touch taste hear smell is right off the top of your head. You're probably like, how do you taste what's going on in, in your vision? Yeah. So absolutely. this sounds weird, but, um, I started doing this in sports. That's how I started to learn to visualize. And then as I got older, I started using this in business and in other areas, but very simple way to do it. If you're talking about sports, you know, it sounds weird, but you can taste the sweat of you training and yeah. you can smell like, I don't know if you're on the basketball court, you can smell the ball, that rubber smell of the ball. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you've got to get creative with it. Uh, so implementing these five senses, the more that you can do that, the more vivid the, the, the vision becomes. Yes, sir. The mind starts to accept that as, hey, this has actually happened. And mm-hmm. what happens in your life is you start to become more aware of opportunities That make that happen. Okay. So a lot of people say, oh, man, it's just coincidental that, you know, I've always wanted this, you know, I've always been in pursuit of this goal. And then all of a sudden these things just happen. Yeah. Well, that's not totally coincidental. That's you put the thought into your mind, and it if you focus on it long enough and it's in your mind long enough, your awareness will raise and you'll start to see these opportunities that will attract that. That makes sense?
0: That makes a lot of sense. Um, and that's kind of... Um, I'm surprised that you're, you're an expert on this and I'm surprised at how close I was before this conversation because I thought you were going to tell me how completely wrong I was, but no. I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I've just been doing it since I was about nine or 10 years old. Yeah, it, it makes sense. And so I, I like how what really changed, what kicked my visualization up to another level was you telling me about all the senses. And it, it's just kind of wild to... To think about it and i've always had like a really this is something i want to get to is do you have a pretty good imagination like since you've been a kid do you have a really good imagination oh yeah yeah. okay because some people don't and i want to try to get them some help but for me i was able to visualize really really quickly but what kicked it up to 10 was the the senses and remembering like what the knurling on the bar feels like that that one's always the craziest one because when i get into this state of visualization i can feel the knurling on my hands you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, It's so, because I know I'm not sitting there holding the bar, like I'm laying in bed or laying on the couch, right. but I can still, I can feel the knurling in my, you know, in my hands or the chalk or like you said, uh, smell. The one I have a really hard time with is smells mm-hmm. is because I, I have a terrible sense of smell anyway. And so I have a really hard time incorporating smell into my, uh, into my, uh, vision and typically i'm kind of a negative person anyway so i like i don't smell the chalk in the gym i smell all the bo you know what i mean like that it does work it does work um but it's still it's it's a negative thing and so i have a really hard time incorporating smell but the vision the sights the sound the touch um Mm -hmm. that it just it, it works so well and like i said with people that don't have as good or as vivid of a of an imagination have you read anything or heard anything on kind of how to to help them do that? Is, could anything written help? Like what What do they do for people that don't have this vivid, clear imagination?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. The way that I started at the very beginning, and my dad taught me this, and I believe it might've been from that book I referenced earlier, but um, I'll just say he came up with it because I'm not 100% sure where it came from. But yeah. if you struggle with seeing yourself accomplish these things right now, mm-hmm. take it as one step at a time, and imagine a very simple process. Uh, the process that was given to me was juggling.
0: Yeah, that's what I. So I, yeah, I, like I said, I don't know if you listen. I actually said juggling, and I said I didn't know whether I didn't know if the pointlessness was the point because, like, I, I didn't. When you told me that, I was like, mm-hmm. "What is juggling? Mm-hmm. What does it do?" So describe describe that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I actually brought this up in the last episode.
1: Yeah, that's a good uh, good point. So okay, we'll just walk through how to. Put in all senses with juggling right so if you imagine uh, let's just take let's just take sandbags we're just gonna juggle sandbags so you've got these cloth sandbags you already know they feel pretty soft uh, the edges you can feel the seam so it's a little rougher on the outside right uh, and they're you know they're not squishy like water but you know they feel like a sandbag right okay and then as you start to you know uh, toss one up in one hand you can start to hear that sounds of the sand slosh around in the bag. Okay, obviously, um, associate some color with it. So maybe these are red sandbags. So you start to see, okay, these are bright red. Um, And then as we taste, you know, some people, it sounds so weird, but it's like you can taste your spit or you can taste your your sweat. Yeah, so associating that and then, you know, the smell, maybe you're in a room, uh, maybe you're at a dinner table and you're showing people. So you smell the food or maybe you... Maybe you wear cologne. Just You can yeah. smell your cologne on you. Just associate as if you were in that situation. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get better at this. Taking something very simple like that, and then you can start to apply it into your own life. Like you
0: talked about using the knurling on the bar. Right. So is, this, is the simplicity the point? Sorry. Is the simplicity the point? Or what if, could it be something that they've done over and over and over again? Like say somebody... Um, for example, I'm um, say like somebody knits, you know what I mean uh, I don't know why that's the first thing that came to my mind but say somebody knits what if their first exercise and visualization maybe it's not a goal but they imagine themselves doing what they do on a daily basis knitting you know what I mean could that help as well because not many people juggle sandbags I understand the point of it and yeah, it's, totally so could it could something that they do every day could that also have an added benefit? you could also use that
1: the only thing about that is try try to avoid getting too comfortable because if you've knitted for years yeah you can almost forget some of the intricacies of it because it's so second nature to you okay yeah that's
0: that's what i was thinking is that the the forced visualizing something simple but that you don't do much often would force you to think about what it's actually like so aka being present in your knitting yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That, that makes sense. Yeah. and um, I just want to make
1: a real quick, uh, comment about visualization. The goal is to acquire this feeling. It's to acquire this feeling of accomplishment. So that is how visualization really works is okay. making sure when you do these exercises and you visualize whatever it is that you're doing, you're associating a feeling that you get Mm-hmm. that's where you that's where you take that momentum and put it into practice in life
0: yes I, I agree with that I always feel really really good after my arrow kills my bull um that it, it just feels so great and i, I know it, it's gonna i can't say that it equates to actually what I'm gonna feel. When I kill my bull, you know what I mean? Cause my heart rate's not up and you know, I don't have that adrenaline dump, but it's almost like a daily micro dose of what it's going to feel like when I do eventually kill the bull. Exactly. And that's what keeps me focused and that's what keeps me driven to go do it. So, yeah. And then
1: when you accomplish that, it's almost as if I don't want to say that you expected it, but it's, it's like you've been there. So you get a little, it's not such a shock to you when you achieve it because yeah. in the back of your mind, you're like, well, I've been practicing, I've been rehearsing this forever.
0: Yeah. No, that that can, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what level of goal should we focus on visualizing? So what, that's kind of an odd question, but say somebody has like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take it to the extremes here. So you know what I'm asking? Say somebody really wants to crush the dinner that they're going to make tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, to me, that doesn't seem like that's something worth visualizing about, but say somebody wants to become a head chef at a multi-million dollar steakhouse or whatever. That seems something worth visualizing about. Give me that gradient and, and tell me how to, um, what do I put in my, my stack for things to visualize about? Well, this is where I think
1: setting goals comes into play with visualization. So if you want to be this, you know, globally known chef, best right. in the world, then setting that as your goal is one thing. But to actually achieve that, you have to perfect the process, and visualization is that is that method of perfecting the process. So, okay. you think about okay, if you're if you're cooking, you know, this huge dinner for this you know high profile client or something, visualize everything going right. Okay, but also there is what's called negative visualization, and visualize something going wrong, but see yourself overcoming it with ease mm-hmm. and that is how you really get into the situation into flow state and it's almost as if nothing can affect you affect the chef because right. they've already thought about everything that could go wrong okay And by the time it comes down to you know perfecting this process everything is taken care of they just do it effortlessly and you keep repeating this and repeating this and before you know it you are that globally known chef
0: Okay. Um, let's do it with, with opposing goals. So say my main goal is to go and kill, uh, a giant elk in the mountains, but I also have this like small goal of getting really big forearms. Like what, what level to, to really get down to the question, what, what is best to spend my time on? Is it, is it only the big goals? How intermediate of a goal can I spend my time visualizing on? Does it, does that, am I making sense? Yeah, totally. Well,
1: you know, I'm, I'm big on you can only really have one main goal. You can okay. have all these other goals that you would like to accomplish. Yeah. But whatever the biggest need in your life is that you just have to have, mm-hmm. you have to accomplish. Yeah. That's what you need to focus on. Okay. But when you visualize yourself, you know, hunting and and killing whatever it is that you're hunting, see yourself as this guy with quote big forearms yeah you know start to visualize exactly what you look like as yeah. if you're looking at it from a third person view okay and naturally if you are you know doing these things regularly like working out what you should be doing to get bigger forearms right that will happen because it's just part of the process of becoming
0: oh okay that makes sense yeah I get what you're saying so for example like don't picture myself shooting an elk as a 350 pound overweight overweight you know, dude. Like, picture myself shooting an elk with all these workout goals in mind. Um, totally. That got me on the mountain. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, visualize your complete and total self in that that one climax moment. Right, because
1: if you if you if you keep visualizing yourself, you know, as this very fit hunter. Yeah. Part of the process is selecting a training program that will get you to that
0: becoming fit. Correct. So. Okay. It's just a, another piece of the process. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I think I understand that. So let's get, um, man. I think we've covered most everything on visualization. Um, we'll have you back again for a uh, law of attraction. Oh, <laughs> that, oh, that'll, that'll be okay. a good one next. Yeah, sounds um, good. No, that uh, that'll be pretty good. And so, tell me how uh, visualization has benefited you. Give me, give me um, the actual like real-time answers of what you visualized and how you overcame that what i visualized in the past or what i visualize now or uh both well i, I want i want to know how your visions were realized so oh, and yeah, yeah. in, in what ways were your visions realized and how did it actually work out for you have you ever had any success with this
1: yeah so i like i said i started doing this when i was about 9 or 10 that's when i was first taught Yeah. but you know just like everything especially this this deep level of thought It, It took years to accomplish. I didn't actually see anything come to fruition until I was about 15. Yeah, And like I said, I practiced in sports. That was my means of doing this because it was something that I was always focused on doing as a kid. And there was always a different season. So I was able to apply in different, you know, playing fields. So the first time I ever did it, it was, it was in a basketball game. And you mentioned earlier about taking time off from the gym. Yeah. And not being able to work out, but you're still visualizing. Well, that was actually how my first vision came to reality was I was injured and I had to take, it was, uh, I believe it was about six weeks off. So I couldn't do a lot of the training. Right. So all I did was visualize dribbling the basketball perfectly. Every shot that I threw up was perfect. Yeah, just replaying that and that first game I was back I was way ahead of everyone because I had just practiced things going right for so long yeah that I was able to move in flow state that makes sense that was really the first time that I realized it and ever since then I've used this in everything for the first probably 10 years of my life it was through sports just because that was what I was doing yeah and then as I got into college I visualize my first job. I visualized the first business that I co-owned and I did that to eventually go to the CrossFit games and, and just a whole host of other things. But this is a skill that I'll use forever. And that's why I reiterate, keep the main goal, your main focus, because it's, it's very hard to visualize multiple different goals and achieve them all achieve the same level of thought and focus on each.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think that's something maybe I messed up because I've got a vision board with five or six goals on it that, um, I try to visualize and typically I'll pick two for a visualization session and then the next visualization I'll pick another two, but maybe that's something I'll revise soon and, and focus on just one that I'm going to accomplish. Well, yeah, a lot of
1: people, you know, even on my vision board, I have different things that I want to do, but the main goal will allow for these other things to happen.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So if
1: you can find a way to associate all these other desires and goals with the main one, uh, it, it might help get your visualization a little more organized.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And what basically what you're saying is that kind of like what I was talking about is the elk hunter. If I want to be really really jacked, but I also want to hunt elk, then envision myself hunting elk as a really jacked person, you know, because it, ta- it. it takes work to get up on the mountain. Absolutely. Um, that makes sense. Uh, it, and you can share with us or you don't have to. What do you visualize now? What, you, what are you focused on now? What is What is next for Nick Shelton?
1: Yeah. So right now I'm in this phase of, you know, perfecting my content creation. Okay. That's, that's what I've set out to do since about 2020. Yeah. And it's to create really a platform or maybe the word is a business online through creating content and you know from where i started to where i am now i'm still in the process but if you've watched the journey you can see that there have been these natural just leveling up along the way the quality of the content's gotten a little better the the production of the content has gotten a little better. So that's what I'm currently focused on right now. Right. All of my other goals revolve around that. So, you know, all my financial goals are associated with that relationship goals. They're associated by this being a form of providing for those relationships. Right. So you can see how they're all interconnected Yeah. and that's the
0: main focus. That makes sense. Um, one thing I do want to just recap and, and harp on for, my contrarian friends out there. Um, if, if you've heard all this and heard that you can visualize and all your goals will come true without all the work, you haven't been listening. Right. Um, the visualization is a tool you use to make the work that you're doing more effective. Um, I, I think you need both of them, but... We're not saying that you can lift 405 pounds if you think about it every day. That's, that's not what we're saying. Um, and if you still believe that, kind of ignorant, but, <laughs> uh, come back and we'll talk about it. But no, uh, this, this accompanies the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I visualize shooting an elk every day and I never pick up my bow again, it's not going to happen. Right. It's not going to happen. Um, so you have to put in the work on top of this. This is supplementary to, I don't know that it's supplementary. It's, it's, um, bilateral is not the word but it's it goes along it's an equal presence with putting in the work i think um so yeah well guys i hope that you uh learned a lot about visualization what's a good book that people can read you mentioned that psycho cybernetics is there another one that they can read psycho cybernetics is a great book there is a book that is
1: called oh no he's gonna blank i did blank it's something like the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read or something and it explains this concept very thoroughly without getting too complicated okay those are really my two favorite books on the topic there are a ton of other books out there okay Um, but those are those two books are the most easily digestible for somebody who's trying to learn about this way of thinking
0: okay and then uh, once again with everything it goes with practice you know what i mean and i'm gonna tell you like you learned it at a very young age as an adult hearing about this i felt kind of silly the first few times and you're gonna feel silly okay when when you're first starting to do this you're gonna feel kind of silly and like i wouldn't obviously for just distractions but i wouldn't even want like yelling around because it 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 was almost just embarrassing until i like really started to see what it did for me Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because it's like you're it's professional daydreaming with meditation. Like totally. That, that's what it is. You know what I mean? And, um, like I said, even when I was doing phase one for, for live hard, having to like tell people that's what I was doing now, cause I knew they wouldn't understand it, but, um, look past what other people are going to say and let your results show for you. You know, that's what for, for you, like I was forced to believe you on how visualization works because you're a rock star in your everyday life. You know what I mean? Like well, thanks. you're, you're doing a lot of good stuff and you've succeeded on a lot of things, you know, CrossFit games, um, working out, doing, you own your own business. You own your own business. Currently you've done all the things that I want to do. And so I was forced to listen to you, you know, and forced to acknowledge that, Hey, maybe this thing kind of actually works. You know what I mean? And so don't let other people dissuade you from doing something like this just because you think it might sound silly because it works and then come back and show them the success that you've had with it, you know? Yeah. And you hit the nail right on the head. There are people that are far more successful than me that
1: have, that I've learned from on this. And man, it's, it's so, to be honest, sad to see that so many people don't give this a shot or that they just live their life without, without even knowing about it because it can really, it can, it can change your life. It's changed mine. I don't even approach things anymore without visualizing if I'm going to take this on, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, man. And uh, again, if you look back at my last episode, it's called I Won the Lottery. And if if you really want to know what visualization is like, imagine yourself winning the lottery. And you'll figure it out pretty fucking quick. Because um, you'll start thinking about all the stuff that you're going to buy, all the things that you're going to do. That's and it. you'll put yourself in that situation. And you'll start to get that little rush of like you actually won the lottery, you know what I mean? Like, you'll, you'll feel that rush, and that's what it's like to visualize your goals. And the only difference is uh, in visualizations that we're talking about versus the ones of where you won the lottery, um, you actually put in the work to go do it. You didn't just buy a $3 ticket. No, not harping on the lottery, you know, winners, but... Um, imagine visualizing yourself winning the lottery and how happy you're going to be if you actually do now do it with all the effort that you've put in you know what i mean uh that's what it's going to feel like when this actually works for you so everybody go out get after it um stay visualizing stay working towards your goals uh keep in mind that december we're going to do the december book club it's going to be the comfort crisis by michael easter uh very few of you have any excuses not to read it i don't want to hear them um, if you do have excuses dm me um, because they're probably crap but uh, <laughs> now save it up your money uh, go and get uh, the comfort crisis by michael easter and read along with me i'm going to cover it at a rate of about 10 pages a day so the first seven days or i don't know where december falls but the first sunday of december we're going to cover that many pages of, of the book. So I think it's going to be like the first 30 or 40 pages on that, on that first uh, Sunday. So that's the pace that we're going to read it at. We're going to be able to complete it throughout December. And uh, that's how it's going to go guys. So uh, follow along with that. We're going to be putting out two, two podcasts a week at that point. So um, stay listening, block off your time, make sure you're listening to the purpose podcast. Thanks everybody.